do. Oh, hey, by the way, I got a funny text from my aunt this week. Okay. And I don't know what she's responding to, but she said that I better tell those fellas I do the podcast with to behave, or it's not just going to be my mother, it's going to be my aunt. I'm going to go on record. I always defend you. I know you do. So anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. I I texted her back and said, what did you hear? And she never responded. So I don't I don't know what she's referring huh. to. That's pretty me, funny. Me and Rob are like good cop, bad cop. I pick on you. Rob picks you back up. It's wrong. We're going to get in trouble for it. Ray's well, going to have to raise the mediator. It needed both. It needed to be cleaned a little yeah. bit more. And Wait, Ray's just waiting to hear from Jesus about whether or not he should administer justice. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this some more. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. Okay. Man. All right, guys. So I wanted to start us off. Oh, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I wanted to start us off with a fun little ditty of a game, okay? Here we go. Now, I want to take you back. What was it? To 1997. And uh, I want to know. This, so this, by the way, this last Sunday was our 25th anniversary, which means Eastlake was founded in 1997. I want to take you back to 1997 and hear from you. What were you doing? What was your life like in 1997? <laughs> Rob's like, I can't answer. Oh, I, can't. I was good by 97. I was thinking for a minute. 1997. You ready? Yep. You go first. I want to hear your first. Me? Yep. I don't I, I'm thinking. I, I was hoping you guys would go first. I'm thinking I know it was pre-Y2K. We're gonna party like it's 1999, but it wasn't even yet. That was the future um 97 probably had like one of the first computers we probably had um internet every every website was putting a dot com on there every uh commercial on tv was like go to yeah walmart.com you're like what's walmart.com wow wow but what were you doing in 1997 i was cruising around in a three-cylinder, my car had three cylinders, a Subaru Justy. Look it up, J-U-S-T-Y, the Subaru Justy, three cylinders. It had an air conditioner, but if you didn't turn the air conditioner off at a stoplight, the car would die. Manual transmission. I was listening to ska music. Go ahead and look that up, S-K-A, ska music. With, boss tones, baby. Yep, the mighty, mighty boss tones. <laughs> um i was listening to um who was who was it uh super tones mm -hmm. the super tones i was listening to um a band called less than jake i hope you guys are looking all of these up this was me in 1997 me and Kristen, we 
did not yeah. date. That was right before me and Kristen started dating, 1997. Right before. Because we started dating in January of 98. What else was I doing? That's about it, man. I, I was skipping school and going to the donut shop. I figured out how many days of school I could skip before they called my parents. Because we had an open campus. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could leave at any point. Yeah. That's legit. All right, 97, Jenny and I had been married for two years. I was working at Norwich University as the assistant director to, for financial aid, handling millions of dollars, million, like legit, millions of dollars of ROTC, millions. Of ROTC money. Um, millions. Um, I was teaching and leading a youth group as a volunteer at Grace Evangelical Free Church um, in Northfield, Vermont. Uh, and I was, didn't know it yet, but we were about to move to Kentucky where I would start working for Young Life about, well, that was in December of 97. So 97 was, I was working at Norwich University. It's my third year working there. I was the assistant director of financial aid. Wow. And serving in the church for free and loving every minute of it. Building a youth group. Youth group had, uh, seven kids in it. And when the Sullivans went on vacation, we just canceled because there were five of them. <laughs> yep. yeah, I love it. So if you guys just tuned in, we are, so our Eastlake was founded in 1997. We had our 25th anniversary. So we're, we're sharing stories of what we were doing in 1997. If you're watching, type in the comments, what were you doing in 1997? We got we to hear from the rest of you guys. 1997 I had no children I was not married I was um I was actually halfway through physical therapy uh assistant school um living at this time I was living back at home at, um in St. Louis Missouri um listening to the Fugees uh oh and, one time that's right and Sean Puffy Combs uh -oh. and other rap that I will not name because it isn't as clean as those two. Um, I was driving a 1992 Pontiac Bonneville. Woo. So it was black with black tinted windows with uh, chrome and gold rims on it. Um, I thought I was the stuff. Um, let's that's, see. That's a classy, the and Bonneville? A Bonneville man. And you could drop that two inches. Get out of here. I forgot. I carry my yeah. Um, I was driving a Prism, ninety-seven Prism in ninety-seven. Oh, both of oh, these wow. are good. The All right, here's here's the, the question. While we're while Geo we're talking, trackers. No, I didn't have one of those. Didn't have one of those. So while we're talking cars, were you like sitting upright, like a like a respectable human, or were you kicked back like? Is you anybody back, driving right? that? Or just a pair of knuckles? Gangsta Lehman. Gangsta Lehman, man. <laughs> Did you have a phone? Did you have a phone in that car? You had a bad phone. I had a bad phone, too. That's why I was asking. <laughs> Is it that bad? No key on bad phone. Yes. Plugs into the cigarette lighter? <laughs> yes. I thought I was something. I called Jenny. I'm five minutes away from home. She's like, that just cost us $85. Why'd you call? 
<laughs> I had two pagers. I was still working at Christian Hospital. So, you know, when you have two pagers, they think you're really important. Oh, and all yeah. the doctors had more than one pager. So I wasn't a doctor, but I definitely put on the front like I was. I had to wear the scrubs, had a beeper here and a beeper over here. I had oh, a sky yeah. tail. I had a pager too, man. I had one. Yeah, I had a work pager. And then we had the bag phone that we bought. Mine was for my parents, though, because I was still in high school, so they could go find me. Like, hey, ah. you're in trouble. We heard you skip school this morning, went to the donut shop. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about you, Michelle? Uh, I was at a time of transition. So <laughs> I, um, we wanted to start a family. So I had been married eight years, was trying to get pregnant. Um, and so I was doing a little side admin work for my dad, who was in sales from home. Um, I was driving a Ford Explorer. And in my spare time, I was doing um, color analysis on ladies and their skin and doing makeovers with cosmetics so that they could have glamour shots. Oh, and glamour, shots glamour shots going shot. on in my home. Yeah. Um, let's see. I didn't enjoy a whole lot of the music from 1997. I discovered, I think that was because that's about the time I recommitted to Jesus. So I was listening to podcasts. I was just like drinking in the word. Um, but candle in the wind was, um, you know, then, so you were yeah. listening to tapes. What? You were listening. That's when we used to have tapes, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I yeah. I have whole, yes. I well, remember, like, the set that would come to me. Great. Well, I love Elton John or loved Elton John. So Candle in the Wind was the number one hit in 1997. I had to look and see. I hardly recognized anything else, except I think I know what this one is called. Is it called, it's called Tub Thumping. I think I know what Oh, yes. You get yeah. knocked down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the one. So I like that, that one. I get knocked down and I get up again. Yeah. Was I the only person no, that's, that subscribed that's... to Columbia House? Oh, I had it. Oh, I no, I, I, earlier than 1997. I, still, I think I still owe them $17.95. <laughs> hey, that song yeah. was by Chumba Wumba. Yeah. yeah, I know. I pulled it up on YouTube. Semi Charm Life. That was a big one that year. Semi Charm Life. Wow. Imagine Michelle with a cigarette hanging out the window. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow! I can. Came out too. came out that year. I, I was not smoking in 1997. Thank you very much. Let's But it was a Ford Explorer. That's a very unassuming car. You know, the Bonneville. That's like saying, "Hey, yo, we're about to drop yep. this two inches as soon as I get paid." The prism's Men like. Men in Black by Will Smith. Oh, that was good. I oh, that. yeah. A lot of fun. But oh. I, got stuck on the, I got stuck on the songs, trying to figure out what songs were out. Yeah. So here, here's, the, here's a good question. Would we have ever interacted and been friends in 1997? No. No. Not unless you were in school with me. Uh-uh. If we would have just met up at a restaurant or something, or like some random thing, would we have ever? Isn't that weird to think about? But no, as while life. we're still in school, I was adulting. Yeah, you were driving a public explorer. I was correcting things and paying people money. 
Yeah. Yeah. Rob was Rob was climbing the corporate ladder. Michelle. You know, I, had suits. I wore suits every day. I had suspenders. I mean, yeah. I was, it, when I wasn't in uniform, because I'd have to be in uniform because of military school. So if I was doing a civilian thing, I'd have my nice suit on with suspenders. And if not, I'd be in my, I was a major in the Vermont militia, which is what all, all faculty and staff at Norwich were because it's military. <laughs> so I had, I had major, I had major bars. Oh man. That's a scary thought. Yep. Not Don't hear me saying I served. I, I went to a military school and then we had all of our faculty and staff yeah. were uniformed because it was a core cadets. Wow. That's amazing, guys. Uh, time is saving good. Private Ryan, Rob. No, yeah, <laughs> I paid Private Ryan though because that was the one. I'm serious. I was I was everybody's best friend because I funneled all the ROTC money into their accounts. <laughs> it was my job. Wow, man. Okay, so at the time that that's what we were all doing, there were people in Irmo, South Carolina, Jerry Gray, who mm -hmm. some of you guys got to meet if you came to the picnic that was feeling called from the Lord to plant a church that was different than other churches. I mean, at that point in 1997, to do a church the way that Eastlake was planted was very countercultural and kind of like, okay, you're going to be one of those guys, huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just kind of interesting to think about that. And here we are today, 25 years of growth, <laughs> blessings you know and ups and downs but really you know like that's sometimes how god teaches us i think there was only one of us walking with the lord in 1997 <laughs> i was i was two of us then it was a casual i know this one was because she was listening to tapes who are you pointing to lord i, had I must be in a different spot on my screen yeah, remember we're all in different on places my screen, michelle you're in this corner okay you were you, you were starting a family you had stopped listening to the music rob on the other hand was just getting on the path i believe i was running a youth group man he was on fire <laughs> i was actually, actually 97 i was in the, i was pretty good i didn't take my turn until we got to kentucky and it was two it was 99 when I, when oh, okay. I all right. All right. You had your fall from grace. I had my when I had my relapse was ninety nine. I was on okay. a. I was aware of God and I was a Christian, but I was a casual stroll. Yeah, it was a. I didn't really know what I didn't know. It was a. I go to church on Wednesday nights, and uh, but have anyone want a donut? <laughs> Ray, on the other hand, was uh, Jesus was it. Jesus was in the back seat. He was in the back seat. You were cramping him. All you were all rolled back, cramping him up in the back seat. Uh, he was man. just trying to keep you alive in those days. Pretty Jesus much. was like Pretty this much. one. Yeah. This one's going to be a little extra duty here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy, guys. I love it, though. So 25th anniversary this Sunday. I mean... This podcast will be a little bit different. We're kind of taking a break from Church of Tove, even though this series fits into the Church of Tove series. But it was an anniversary weekend. I mean, just to kind of, I know we're not diving right into the deep stuff, but what can you just quickly tell me what your favorite thing was? What did you enjoy this weekend? Can, is there one, or if you had to pinpoint one, what was it? That's hard to pick. Wow, one? Yeah. Well, you can do two. I mean, there's no rules. 
mine was enjoying watching all of the generations love on each other. Um, you know, the people that are at Eastlake that has been at Eastlake since 1997, being reunited with their initial pastor, as well as seeing some of their friends was amazing <clears throat> for me just to sit by and watch it. Um, cause it was like a family reunion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to see, uh, new East Lakers be introduced to some of the founding um, individuals was pretty cool as well. Like I got to meet Jerry Gray because um, I'd only heard of him. It was like Sasquatch for me. Um, you know, <laughs> knowledge is a chance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like meeting so an that, alien. That was cool. Yeah, it was right, 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 right. So it was, it was meeting. It was actually like for me personally, it was like meeting a legend. Because how often do you get to meet the founder of something that you now benefit that you that you're the beneficiary of? Yeah, it's good. not often. Mm -hmm. And he was a pretty cool guy, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then seeing some of the emotions of people, mm -hmm. especially you know watching some people just walk around game changers on Saturday, literally just praying and praising God that this happened. Mm -hmm. Or Friday night, the um, emotions of people just getting to worship. I mean, think about this. Some of you never think about this. We had like a Laura Broussard who rarely gets to come to a service mm -hmm. because she is busy making sure your children are taken care of and that the volunteers have everything that they need, that she actually gets to sit in a service and just worship mm -hmm. or see her kids sitting alongside of her mm -hmm. worshiping mm -hmm. and so that was that was beautiful for me and mm -hmm. so yeah man it was just observing taking them all man i'm like great it's not <laughs> but i have a very specific one there there were so many and, and everything ray said was was you know i could give a variation of those um i honestly loved getting a chance to give my friend steve musto a hug and thank him in person um, for his part in the Lord calling me here for your four plus years ago. Yep. That was, to me, that was a blessing. Um, and I enjoyed that a lot. On top of everything Ray said, I mean, yeah, just watching people embrace that was awesome. But I just mm -hmm. personally loved that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I loved all those things too, every one of them. Um, but I think having walked this journey for so long with all the changes that have happened at Eastlake with staff over the years, and I have said every iteration of our staff loved my family well. You guys have loved my family well to way back when we arrived. Um, and so it was like heaven for me to have all these different people who I love um, to experience some of the stories of reconciliation that are beginning to happen, to experience some of the healing that is taking place um, and the unity that is resulting from that. I mean, it just felt, I could not have imagined a few years ago that we could all be together praising Jesus um, and enjoying each other. And I just, I feel like that is a wonderful, wonderful blessing for me. Um, I was so glad my daughter got to come on Saturday and uh, her friend Jillian, who was a staff kid for many years, 
um, and just see people that they have loved. It was, it did my heart good. Mm. Yeah. I like getting to see the former worship guys. Um, but my favorite was probably the worship night, getting to stand next to Jeff. Um, the first Jeff, yeah. the one that's actually on staff now at East Lake. And, uh, you know, he's part-time at East Lake as a community pastor, but I just got to say the reason I really like Jeff so much or respect or honor, whatever the word is that you want to use all of the above, um, is to do what he's done for so many years and to do it so well, like Jeff, Jeff has been in ministry. I don't know how many years, but he can look back and, and I really think God can, can look at us that you've loved a lot of people really well, Jeff, and you have stayed faithful. I mean, you're not perfect, Jeff, but he has stayed faithful through so many things and transitions and moved and, and raising kids and just everything. And so when I stand next to somebody like Jeff and lead worship, it, it is like a really, really high honor um, to get to do, because I want to be like him. I hope that I can be, I hope my story can be that good when I'm his age, you know? You know what, Philip, that, 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 that raises a very interesting question. And I think, you know, people that are watching this could actually think about something. What job have you had that you would actually be humbled and blessed to go back to? Yeah. That you yeah. enjoyed it so much that when you were ready to, you know, to power down, so to speak, that you would say, I want to go back to that place. Mm -hmm. We may not have an answer for that. I'm just thinking because of you talking about Jeff, that yeah. this is where Jeff was. And now he's come full circle yeah. and he wanted to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you, do you have a job like that that you've done before that, you know, that you would like to come back to? Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, that's a good point. It was it was just a very special weekend. I think everybody left with really full hearts. I left tired, but like a good kind of tired, like, you know, kind of like when you, your wedding or something like when me and Kristen got married, I remember we were exhausted because it's just such a long day, but it's also like a really good day. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt in that same vein and like, I'm exhausted, but I'm happy that I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was cool. So let's talk a little bit about the sermon. I know we spent a little bit more time on that stuff, but that was a big part of what happened on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and the first thing that I personally have to go to Ray is I got to go to Hulk, uh, Hulk, um, yeah. the incredible Hulk. I almost said Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I got to go to the Incredible Hulk, man. <laughs> that was the ultimate illustration. You said it right, too. You said it right. The Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the, the Incredible. Incredible Hulk, man. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Well, that's the way I remember it in the comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, your your point was to to get to the place where you can handle your rage and use your rage for good. Mm. And you were, you know, you were referencing Paul whenever he says that we need to put off our sinful rage and put on discipline. But the question, I guess, is how is there any practical ways that you've discovered over the years that you can convert rage to discipline or do you just replace it or 
you know, mm. like you passed over that because you had a couple points, but I'm just curious, is there anything that's worked for you to convert your rage into uh, godliness? Maybe not discipline, but godliness. Focus. Focus. Um, you know, when, when, when you get really enraged, mm. uh, you, you tend to direct it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, often it's at a person mm-hmm. or people. But if you redirect your rage to you, it spurs you to do something regarding you. So, you know, I go boxing and kickboxing. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because I have rage pent up inside of me. But if there's a way that it can be drawn out of me, that's one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for Rob, he runs, you know, that might be a way he gets to exercise his rage or frustration out of his life so that he does not, you know, hurt people with it. But -hmm. other people, they just go walking. It's -hmm. just taking whatever it is that is causing you pain, tension or frustration and figuring out a place that you can actually release it and do so without harming anyone. Mm -hmm. For others, you just might need to go in your prayer closet and yell mm-hmm. at the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's there. It's just you and him. Mm-hmm. Or you, I mean, if we're being honest, have you ever gotten to your car some days and literally just cried or screamed? Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of directing it at your boss, who you might have been mad at, or your coworkers that you might have been mad at, you just redirected it. Mm-hmm. it takes discipline. Because in our flesh, we would get enraged and then we just spill it over whoever's near us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of that focusing ring, I think too, I was thinking of this, even with the illustration the other day about the different Hulks that you put up there. Um, how do we get to the current iteration of Hulk? You know, um, whatever we're calling them, Cardigan Hulk, you know, they call them all these different things. Um, <laughs> it's you become aware when you're focusing, you become aware that 90% of the time, at least this is my case, I'm going to speak for me. of the time, what enrages me about someone else, enrages me about me. Mm. (laughs) I know that I have propensity or the same ability, and maybe I'm afraid that I'm going to do the same thing. So I think part of the focus is is that inward turn to look back Mm -hmm. and to to allow your feelings, again, your feelings to come under control because your feelings are valid but they're not the driver of the train, as I say all the time. And so you've got to figure out how those, what those feelings are, try- are teaching you about you. So when I get upset mm-hmm. with someone for treating me poorly, quote, I'm going to put that in quotes, because maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Sometimes people do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just perceive they did. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, I realize I did that. I took it that way. Yeah. I did it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm misreading what they're saying. I'm misreading what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if I don't pause and look in, I'm going to, you know, Hulk smash, you know, um, like, like the early Hulk in, in, in the new iteration of the Marvel universe, you know, where for a while there, he was that uncontrollable Hulk, uh-huh. you know, and, and then eventually figured out how to get it under control uh-huh. and channel it. You said, bro, I never thought about this. You just said that that iteration of Hulk that became more controlled. Uh-huh. It only happened because he had a team. Yes. Oh, I mean, all the more reason to watch comic movies. 
Well, yeah. yeah. Think, one of my favorite things is when we get back to Endgame and the new version of Hulk sees the old version of Hulk off of the distance and he's like going, oh my gosh, what in the world? And so then he tries to do a little Hulk smash thing just to fit it. He's like, oh yeah, Hulk smash. Oh. He's completely changed. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Michelle, what's a woman's perspective on how we can handle our rage and anger? What's worked for you? Well, different things, but I, you know, I really feel like um, one of the things we should point out, because I thought about this on Sunday when Ray said that, when he's talking about take your rage to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, we talk, we talk about that, but if you're a new believer or if you've grown up with the idea of God and you're thinking, yeah, but this is God and he's a holy God and I'm supposed to respect him and honor him. And, you know, it, it can be an odd thing to realize that, no, you can take your rage to Jesus. He's safe for that. Um, so, you know, I think journaling is helpful for me. Um, it prayer is certainly helpful for me doing something like if I can, if I'm really angry, but I can go home and clean a closet or get put something in order, maybe I can't fix what happened to me or fix what happened in my world, but like there's some little piece of my world that I can get into order. Um, and it just makes me feel better. Um, and so, but when I was a young believer, I remember my my mentor, Deb, would say, I've got to take that to the Lord. I've got to work through that with Jesus. And for a long time, I didn't understand what she meant with that. Now I do, because sometimes I got to sit down and I got to, you know, journal and ask myself questions and let God talk to me. And, but I didn't understand I could do that. So that's a whole Mm -hmm. new revelation for us. Yeah. And probably for a lot, for some people who are watching this. Sure. It is. Yeah. It's funny, one of the things that helps me is identifying where these rage points are. You know, Ray gave a few examples, but one that's for me that I'll just share just because it's funny is we when me and Kristen are making coffee drinks for our social media, I'll help by making a little video, right? And I usually make it it's about seven in the morning when the sun's coming up and it's like, hey, we haven't done a post for a week or five days. I'm going to go ahead and do something. I'm going to make a reel. And so we start making this fake drink, right? But I get so angry because you're trying to do it in between customers, but I don't want to waste the drink, but you like put the whipped cream on, but now it's melting. Like everything has to be timed perfectly. And Kristen's helping me film it. And I'm like, no, 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 to the left, to the right, to the left. (laughs) And the other day she was like sprinkling cinnamon on the whipped cream. And I was like, so that's how you sprinkle cinnamon? And And she looked at me and she was like, really and then now she's enraged yeah yeah and then after that she's like just so you know we're not doing that again and so now like it's a joke when so now if you guys go on to social media and see any of those just know that when those were made it might not have been a happy situation (laughs) but now like this last one we did it was like okay so we're gonna make a reel today are we mentally prepared for what's (laughs) about to happen it's like let's not Let's stay cool. Let's keep it cool, everybody. And we <laughs> laughed at each other. And, and then when we were done, we were like, all right, high five. No, no anger here. Oh, so, man. That's a funny one. But there really are real things in life that you just know. All right, this is going to be a trigger. Here we go. Like, I got to check myself um, and get ready. So we all have kids. 
when they used to get enraged, what was the first thing we always told them to do? Go to your room. Okay. Go to your room. I like that one. It depends on what they were doing. Um, yeah. Well, we would tell them to stop. Yeah. If they were doing something that was destructive, or we would tell them to sit, go somewhere and sit down. Yeah. All things that if we did them as grown individuals would help us mm -hmm. actually not to hurt people. Mm -hmm. If we went to, if, if when we got mad, we went to our room. Okay. I we did that time. this week. What'd you, you say? put yourself in your room. I put myself in my room. <laughs> there you go. You know, or, or if, if, if we stopped. So before we say something, we, we actually stop. And if we go somewhere and sit down. Deep breath. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Think about things. All things that would help give space to the Holy Spirit to help us figure out what to do with our anger. Yeah. When we just grow up and we don't have anybody to tell us that. Yeah. Yeah. When when my son was about five or six, um, we lived on 10 acres and six of it was clear. And so you could see, you know, around that, that six acres. And when he would get upset or hyper for any reason, I would send him out to do a lap. And that's a big lap. But it helped him to get that energy, you know, where it needed to be. And I know as a young man, he and his friends would go work out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, try to channel that energy into doing something that was appropriate. And, you know, as he and his friends would meet at the gym, I was reminiscing when he was little and I made him do a lap. You know, it's not that different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done that with our kids. Yeah. I, I, I've never taken a lap myself, but I've I, there was a time where I remember Nathan was running laps at a soccer field and somebody from church drove by and they're like i saw you out there standing in the soccer field and nathan was running what was going on i was like oh man you don't have the time, <laughs> you don't have the time. <laughs> we're lucky he was running um but yeah it, so we talk about all this you know as it relates to relationships and work relationships marriages um friendships mm -hmm. but also it relates to the church because in the church, we have experienced, or the people listening to this will experience or have experienced, there's going to be things that are going to make you mad. There's going to be a sermon that might get preached that's like, whoa, 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 that does not affirm what I already believed. I need you to come in here and affirm for me things that I already thought. And therefore, we all, everybody stays in their box. We go home and we're all happy. Stop rocking the boat. By the way, Jesus rocked the boat. Yeah, kind of calmed the boat literally one time. But you get the point. And so I, I say that. So now let's make the transition into church. When we're angry, and it's not just at a sermon. It could be anything. It could be a hiring decision. Honestly, it could have been a past firing decision. It could be a future firing decision. <laughs> could be anything how do we as church members handle that what are we supposed to do so like let's say we we look back at our past and we say yeah 
I've got a lot, a long history of anger and frustration, but in the future, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to repeat. What do we do? It's a good one, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I think some of what we do as the Lord leads is make amends. You know, if I've been angry with somebody repeatedly, I've probably hurt them. Um, and the hurt can be from a little hurt that's maybe put a separation between us to a lot of hurt. Um, because sometimes we can say things to people that um, trigger them for other things in their life. And, and we really hurt them. We don't even know that we're doing that. So, you know, I think that it's always good to check in and say, hey, um, I was really upset the other day and I'm really sorry if I came off with the wrong attitude. Did I hurt you? I want to make it right if I hurt you. Mm -hmm. um, and if you do that enough, I mean, you I know, mean, none of us like doing that. If you force yourself to do that enough, you will change your behavior. Because mm -hmm. the reason behavior doesn't change is because we ignore it and we gloss over it and we think, well, oh, it's okay. But if you start making yourself apologize when you've done things to people that is not cool, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe you all are different, but I don't like the, the uncomfortableness of that. So I want to change that behavior. I don't want to keep doing that. That was gold, Michelle. Yep. Yeah, that was good. I, I think, you know, going to the broader picture, one of the things I've learned to do, and I don't do it perfectly, is to assess why is it making me angry? And what I mean by that, let's let's use a church decision of any kind, okay? Um, and, and I've been in these positions a lot. I've been around the church for 30 years. I haven't always been in the decision-making chairs, you know? So I always have to evaluate what's what's irritating me. And I have to figure out, am I irritated because of a pre Am I mad because of a preference, which is all about me? Mm -hmm. Or am I, or, or could there be a legitimate need to explore a conversation to help me help maybe understand why something's been, like maybe I do need to talk to somebody and be like hey this is not just because I prefer this this just feels really wonky to me what don't I know that you can share with me mm -hmm. you know, instead what we do is we get mad and we go away and we take our toys and we go play in another sandbox mm -hmm. how many times could we avert that if we just come and came and said what don't I know that you can share because also knowing that everything can't always be shared because there are confidences but ask the question mm -hmm. instead of just running and assuming mm -hmm. because we all do it and i'm not pointing my finger at anybody but me but mm -hmm. all of us can probably relate to it we assume and then we make a decision based on really really limited facts mm -hmm. i get a lot less angry when i have a conversation with somebody and find out why they did something mm -hmm. every time it diffuses my anger unless they're yeah. really mean people i can think of two times in my life none of them in south carolina where the person was just a mean enough person that I had every right to be angry and I needed to channel it with Jesus. You know, mm. it's like, that's just a bad person. You know what I mean? 90% mm. of the time, we just don't know enough to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, there's, oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, Ray. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to say, just, uh, yeah, go ahead. Put <laughs> <Flip> the coin. <laughs> I just know that there's a lot of people in churches that say, I used to go to such and such church, mm -hmm. but then something happened. 
I mean, if you've been a Christian for just a short amount of time, there's a good chance that that's part of your story. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that needs to happen. And sometimes it doesn't, you know. So, yeah, what were you going to say, Ray? I was going to say, Sherlyn and I have a, a marriage tactic or tool that we use when we are at that place where we have um, disagreed or have a disagreement or whatever. And I think this ties in really well to when we have that stuff happen in church, because we're supposed to be a family. And so all of our families have wronged us in some shape, form, or fashion, because all the people in our family are broken just like we are. And so here's what we tell couples. We call it a pact, P-A-C-T. P stands for pause. When someone has angered you or upset you or hurt you, pause. The pause is just so that you don't do or say nothing stupid, okay? <laughs> it's just that simple. Pause. It's just that simple. <laughs> okay? The A is to ask questions. Not of the person yet. Ask what Rob just said. Why is this hurting me? Why am I having this effect? or this reaction to. The A also stands for allowing the spirit a time to minister to you. Mm. Okay? After the A, you have C. Choose to consider the best in the individual. Mm, that's a good one. Whoever that is, choose to consider the best of the individual. And I know this works because it's worked here on staff. Mm -hmm. Rob stood up in front of the congregation just a couple weeks ago and allowed you guys into a fresh baked incident that could have went awry, but it didn't because Rob chose to consider the best in me and have a conversation with me to find out what he thought was absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. It wasn't of malicious intent or it wasn't reckless or inconsiderate. It was simply a miss, mm -hmm. which brings us to the T. Talk it out with that person. Don't go talk it out with somebody else that does not have any insight into the conversation and nah. what actually was said or what actually was done. No, go talk to the person. It's a pact. It, get, it keeps my wife and I from going and allowing other people into our relationship that actually don't have the equity nor the interest that we have in keeping it solid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All I gotta say, of course, it's an acronym or acrostic, right? Of course it is. Philip, <laughs> 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 oh. could you get on that shirt? please. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So I've got a new way that, uh, and it's not with, uh, whatever those, like those little hobby lobby machines are, but I'm making, I'm making shirts as Ray <laughs> says things just for fun. And, uh, I need an acrostic shirt for Ray, something that's like, I could put that, I could make that an acrostic. That's what it should say. I'm going to get to work on finding out how to get one into my next sermon on Tove. I don't have one there yet. Yeah. I got <laughs> I can't remember all these acrostics, guys. There's not a single one I can remember. But if it makes you guys feel better, although packed, I might remember that one. Yeah. And you remember Grace? I couldn't tell you what the Grace one is. I remember the word. 
I'm not a smart man. I'm like Forrest Gump over here. <laughs> well, the one you were gonna make about justice, I that's that's memorable and easy. So you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a justice acrostic. No, the you, you sat at the table today and said I can have that into a T-shirt by Thursday. Oh, and I said, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. You forget I already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a smart man. Now, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I thought you said justice has an acrostic, but no, no, it probably does. Look at Ray. He's well, like, it will. By well, what? What'd you say, Rob? I said it will by Sunday. Yeah, it will by Sunday. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need an acrostic for this Sunday. See, Michelle, oh, now, we, now we pick on Ray. See how, see, it's not Michelle this time. <laughs> see, I don't have an aunt or a mom that's tuning in to defend me. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. That's funny. We don't have a lot longer because this morning we talked about um, so many things with the anniversary. And I know we kind of, it might feel like we just dived in, dove into this, but um, it's getting close to our closing time. Mm. Um, and we just want another song from 97. Closing time. Yeah. yeah 98. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, man, I need to, yeah, I need to play as long as we Bring go out. Back. Yeah, but this has been a good conversation. Though. This yeah. has been a very good conversation. Yeah. Is there anything that we want to tell people that's coming up that you would just love for them to know? Oh um, today is Wednesday. So is today the last day to sign up for the ladies retreat? Today is the last day to sign up for the ladies retreat. So it you're on your hot. phone, you're on your computer right now. Go over there and just do it. Wow, yep. that's good timing. Closing time was 98. Wow. Rob's got some stuff he's excited about. I do. I do. We have our, our family ministry is like in about to be in full swing. Malcolm started back up with uh, student ministry two weeks ago. Next week, we start um, our midweek connect for our elementary kids all the way up through seventh grade. And then on the 8th of our 8th, the 5th of October, we start parent to parent. So that's a place for the parents to come. We're going to talk about being a real world parent, like trying to put a biblical worldview on all of these difficult things we face with our kids and, and making sure that we got the right glasses on when we're filtering through how we're loving on our kids. And it's a discussion format with some teaching tied in. So. Ooh. And next week is the celebrate lunch. Mm. but no sasquatch that's no been we pushed you back to november but really? yeah but we are going to talk about fall gardening so i i am like this saturday i'm gonna like pull all my old dead plants out so i can get ready for the discussion on fall gardening next wednesday that's if you're over 60 come i need to i need to plant a garden that's what i need wow so you, you you've got a jungle i got a jungle guys i got a problem I got a major problem over here. Yeah. Okay. We got to do a search for the a quest for the best podcast too sometime soon. Oh, we do. Yeah, quest for the best. What should it be? Pizza? Quest for the best. Um chicken strips. Oh, we chicken mm. wings. We've done chicken though. Yeah, I would want a quest for the sandwich. best. We did do the chicken sandwich. Yeah. We could do taco salad. Or tacos? How about sushi? No, no, I'm not coming. Oh, you don't West like for the best. Do that on a week that I'm not there. Do that on a week that I'm not there. 
Okay. Uh, we'll invite Dawson. He probably. Oh, about, we no, haven't done burgers. About, we haven't done burgers. What about bur right? We haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey yeah. guys, tell us what you think we should do a podcast on for the quest for the best. Yeah, we could do it on location. Ooh, that'd be exciting. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. With that said. You can't hear it. I don't know, but you know they're gonna get this music. It's gonna come on Facebook now. We're gonna. Yeah. He's playing. He's playing the music. That's what it was. They're gonna yank us off Facebook. As soon no, as man, it, it's that. <laughs> can't, we are gonna depart like a candle in the wind. All right. 1997 <laughs> style. <laughs> we love all of you. Yep. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far.